Seriously? This proposition flies in the face of what we've been told and believed. But as you dive deeper into the article, it starts making a ton of sense. Some sections may sound somehow controversial, but still very worthwhile. Sink your teeth. Did you know that by eliminating fruits and vegetables from your diet could make your body more healthy, lose fat and pack on lean muscles? I know at first it's hard to believe. Especially if a celebrated medical doctor recommends them. Paul Saladino, a double board certified medical doctor research proves that feeding on proteins instead of fruits and vegetables could result in a healthier body. Paul clarifies more by giving his story. Paul always suffered from autoimmune issues while growing up. And that, one day during medical school, he had this crazy thought, what if it was the plants and vegetables that were causing his health challenges? He dismissed his thoughts as being absurd, but being a doctor and a man of science. He decided to do research. And he realized that when it came to eating healthy and bring the physically best versions of ourselves. We had been getting it wrong for the last 10,000 years. Paul explained that the earliest ancestors of humans showed up on earth about 6 million years ago. And for the next 4 million years or so after that. Our ancient ancestors had brains that were around the same size as a chimpanzee's about 500 cubic centimeters. Then around 2 million BC, something dramatic happened. Our brains began to grow in size rapidly. Reaching a peak size of about 1,600 cubic centimeters. Which happened 40,000 years ago. Paul says that, when you look at all of the evidence as to what caused humans to have this quantum leap in intelligence. There's one thing that stands out above everything else. Around 2 million years ago is when you see the very first evidence of stone tools that were used to hunt animals. This discovery predates the discovery of fire by over a million years. Paul couldn't help but wonder if our species' incredible mental growth was tied to hunting and eating meat. It was a radical idea, but to be sure. Paul kept digging into the evidence, and what he found was pretty shocking. He became convinced that most of our history. Humans were primarily carnivores. And that humans only ate plants, roots, nuts, and other non-animal foods during times of desperation. Eating meat is what made us human, Paul said. And for proof, he gave an example of the human shoulder. Which is perfectly suited for throwing heavy objects like spears, for long distances. But we'll never see a chimp or a gorilla playing catch or throwing an object 40 or 50 yards. That's because their shoulders weren't designed for that. And that's probably not some random coincidence. Paul discovered that there were all manner of evolutionary evidence that ancient humans were hunters first, and gatherers second. Like the fact that humans are the only primate that is white in their eyes, which is common in predators, but not herbivores. And how it was only about 10,000 years ago. With the so-called agricultural revolution, that our eating habits began to change. That's when, for the first time, human beings started farming growing crops and staying in one place. And ever since, human health has been disastrous. Paul said that if you look at the skeletons and bones of hunters and gatherers in prehistoric Greece and Turkey, you'll find that up until about 10,000 BC. The average man was 5.9 and the average woman was 5.4. Then, farming and crops enter the picture. And by 3000 BC, men in the same region were only 5.3 on average. While women had shrunk to 5.0 on average. That's pretty crazy to think about, right? Then Paul talked about one big study that looked at the height of men across 105 countries. And found that in every single one of the tallest nations in the world, the one similarity is that the tallest populations also tend to eat more animal proteins, and much less plant protein. After that, Paul started talking about something called the Dixon Mounds, 
which are ancient burial sites located in western Illinois. The reason they are important is because they provide us with a staggering glimpse into what happens when you switch from a meat-based diet to a plant-based one. The ancient people who lived in the area around the Dixon Mounds were hunters and gatherers. But then, for reasons unknown, a shift occurred. And they started farming. You'd think that's no big deal. But when scientists dug up the bones of these native people and began examining them, they found something shocking, once they switched to a primarily plant-based diet. Not only did they start shrinking in size, but their bones were weaker. They showed evidence of more bacterial infections, and they started getting arthritis. Their teeth became less healthy, and they appeared to have been missing many essential nutrients like zinc and iron. According to Paul, this same phenomenon is found around the world. In fact, in the classic work of paleopathology at the origins of agriculture, a team of scientists found that in 19 out of 21 countries from around the world that switched to agriculture-based diet, there was a reduction in physical mass, strength, and overall health. Well, needless to say, this was all fascinating. But it was also a lot to take in. Paul then explains why eating more plants has led to humans becoming smaller, weaker, and sicker. Paul's theory is that when you attack an animal, it defends itself by either running away or attacking you with its claws, teeth, and horns. But on the other hand, plants obviously can't run away. But it doesn't make much sense that plants would be able to thrive on earth for billions of years without a defense mechanism. It's just that the way plants defend themselves is different from animals. Because instead of charging at us, or running away, plants produce all kinds of chemicals that attack our insides when we eat them. Paul calls this chemical warfare. Which sounds extreme. But Paul said this was not a case of him being dramatic. Because most of the compounds in plants that we think of as phytonutrients are actually phytoweapons. And their purpose is to discourage insects, fungi, and animals, including humans, from eating them for food. Plants don't want to be eaten. And when you actually look at the science here, you find that there are hundreds of thousands of chemicals that are produced in the kingdom that can harm us. An example is curcumin. The main active compound in turmeric. The human body has a really hard time absorbing curcumin naturally. This is no secret. And supplement manufacturers love to point it out in their marketing. Then they'll tell you about how they've added black pepper extract to their turmeric supplements. Because it's been shown to increase the absorption of curcumin in the body up to 2000%. When we hear this, we think oh god. But Paul said that if you look at the major studies that claim curcumin is an anti-inflammatory and thus good for us. The vast majority of them were done in test tubes, with extremely high dosages. While, when you look at the actual evidence in humans, there is a high number of studies that suggest curcumin can damage our DNA and mutate our cells, while turning off one of the body's most important genes for suppressing tumors. Paul explained that our bodies are pretty smart, which is why we don't naturally absorb curcumin. When you mix curcumin with black pepper extract though, it actually stops our body from detoxifying curcumin. And instead of being able to flush it out of your system, the toxic compound levels increase by a potentially staggering 2000%. Resveratrol, which is sometimes considered a fountain of youth molecule in plants, is really a natural defense molecule that's produced in the skin of grapes and other plants when they are being attacked by fungus, and it's been linked to toxicity and cellular death in humans. Flavonoids, like the ones you hear about in cocoa and tea, are proven to mimic estrogen and mess with your thyroid hormones and impair the body's ability to absorb vitamin C. And then there are the oxalates in green plants like spinach and kale, which have been shown to lead to kidney damage at even modest levels. 
and negatively impacting your blood vessels, testicles, brains, eyes, thyroids, breasts, and more. And all of this barely scratches the surface. Because according to Paul, for virtually any plant chemical that you've heard about, it's got a dark side that can be punitive to your body. Now, I know this is a lot to take in. But here's a simple way to understand what Paul is saying, animals and plants have entirely different operating systems. When we eat animals, we're giving our bodies food that was designed for the same operating system. When we eat plants, it's like taking a piece of software that was designed for a PC and running it on a Mac. The software and the operating system are incompatible. And it's why the body has a hard time doing something with plant nutrients. Along with why those nutrients can even cause crashes and errors inside our bodies. Paul then explains why so many studies say that plants have health benefits and about all the vitamins and minerals that are found inside of them. He gave a surprisingly simple reason. He said that it goes back to separate operating systems. Fruits and vegetables have plenty of compounds in them that show benefits in a test tube. But that doesn't mean they are going to have those same benefits inside the human body. Massive studies have failed to find a direct correlation between eating high levels of fruits and vegetables, and improved health. Again, a study where 112,310 men and 184,111 women were followed for 11 years. It was found that eating higher levels of red meat was directly associated with lower rates of heart disease and cancer mortality. Plus, when it came to vitamins and minerals, studies have it that plants are a crappy source of these nutrients for humans. Because the human body has a very hard time absorbing most nutrients from plants. Paul pointed out that several of the most important nutrients to human health are non-existent, or at best barely existent in plants. Even though meat is loaded with them. Take creatine for example. Studies have found that in both men and women, getting high levels of creatine in your diet leads to drastically improved mental performance. Along with significant strength and muscle gain. And there's choline. Which is a super nutrient that isn't abundant in plants. Choline is used in the formation of neurotransmitters. It's been shown to support heart health to be precise. And it can even protect us from numerous neurodegenerative diseases. Carnosine and taurine. Which are natural antioxidants that have been shown to help reduce the formation of ages in our bodies. High levels of ages have been linked to diabetes, heart disease, dementia, and premature aging. So the fact that carnosine and taurine help protect us from ages is a big deal. And then there are critical vitamins like B12 and K2. Both of which are found in meat but not plants. So really, according to Paul, pretty much of all of the nutrition we need can be found in meat. While fruits and vegetables are mostly filled with toxins and natural pesticides that can destroy your health. Plus, don't forget about L-carnitine. An important amino acid that supports cellular health, allows you to burn stored fat for energy and supports longevity. Low levels of L-carnitine are also associated with high rates of depression. And yet, if you're mostly eating fruits and veggies, you're not getting nearly enough of this wonder nutrient. And those three meat nutrients are very important. I know all of this is wildly compelling and contrasting. Because it goes against all what we've been told our entire life. And you shouldn't be shocked to even learn that fiber doesn't add a lot of value into your body. In fact, major studies have found that removing fiber from the diet actually eliminates constipation. And in three different studies involving more than 6,000 people and lasting more than eight years, scientists failed to find any link between high fiber diets and a lower risk of colon cancer. Plus, scientists have found that even people who eat very low fiber diets still have high levels of diversity in their guts. 
According to Paul, plant fibers only increase bloating, mimic estrogen, disrupt your hormones, lower your absorption of nutrients and increases miserable trips to the bathroom. Examples of animal proteins to add to your diet include beef steak, chicken, fish, brisket, eggs and bacon. These are just but a few. And they load lots of benefits. Higher levels of energy. Enhanced clarity of mind. No drag or lag during the day. Lean, well-toned, muscular physique. Balanced level of cholesterol and blood sugar. Spot on blood pressure. Zero signs of inflammation. Spot on sex drive. Improved heart health, and increased longevity. I know you're likely to find this highly incredible, but just try to cut fruits and veggies off your diet for a while and see what happens. It doesn't hurt to try. And always feel free to consult your doctor if you feel uncertain. Will you share this article? I leave it to your discretion. Stay tuned for more.